0: Today is a very special episode as we come to a close on the year. We want to take this time to reflect on where we have been so we can better chart where we are going. Let's have a good show to close out the year, big dog. Let's get it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Go Get It podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Gorski, and as always, joined by my co-host, Austin Meyer, who is now part of the 2,800 plus mile club on the year. Stig, how are you feeling about crossing 2,800 miles on the year, man? I'm feeling fantastic. It was
1: really a milestone that I've been looking at for about the last month. You know, you kind of start to look at your weekly mileage and, and seeing what you could total up. In the last couple of years, at the beginning of the year, I know we've done kind of new goals for each year and I've put out that 3,000 mile mark and have yet to hit it. But still a lot to be proud of with 2,800 miles, which I crossed yesterday and pushed another eight miles beyond today. So every step I'm running right now is a new record and that always feels good. And it's cool to just think back to just a couple years ago uh, when I was thinking like, wow, it'd be crazy if I could do 2,000 miles and to just see how the body adapts over time to this training stimulus and you know, what was once so crazy to be able to do and so unthinkable is now kind of just the normal. And I think that's one of the most exciting parts about pursuing the sport and hopefully uh, doing something like 2,800 miles in a year in a few years time, I'll be like, oh, I remember when that was such an accomplishment. So feels great to be at that 2,800 mile mark.
0: So much respect, bro. Obviously building on last year's, I know this is your all time high for- For a full year. Um, which is yep. awesome to continue to see that growth, and, and uh, as I've stated multiple times on the show, you know I, I see some of the some of the shadow work as well. You know, whenever you stay here and everybody else is still you know a little bit late to get up, you've already put in ten miles. Or when when I drive to home Del Park and you run there. <laughs> yeah. well, even th- this month was this month was a great challenge for
1: me too because it was my busiest month in terms of shooting for this documentary series, and oh, yeah. to to be running at night like after a full day of shooting and that's where even creating some arbitrary mark i mean 2800 is kind of just this arbitrary number that i put out there because it was something that you know was this little mark above where i was uh but even something arbitrary if you can kind of get behind it like like i was you feel that extra bit of motivation on a day when you've been shooting all day you're feeling a little tired to get out there
0: love it Awesome. Well, today is a very special episode. As we come to a close on the year, we want to take this time to reflect on where we have been so we can better chart where we are going. It is so important to learn from our experiences to allow for that real growth to take place. And today's episode will be a year in review. So Austin and I uh, are going to post some questions to each other and the go get a challenge of this week will be for you listening to give some deliberate thought to these questions as well for yourselves to answer. I'm sure everyone has their New Year's resolutions queued up, but before we start to make changes, we need to set ourselves up for success to make those changes stick. And what we are about to do today is going to be part of that process. So Tony Robbins, he elegantly speaks about how in order to make real lasting change, we need to either associate an immense amount of pleasure with the desired change or a significant amount of pain with not changing. Mm. Only then can we really break away from deep rooted habits that are not serving us. So this process of reflection will help us identify and sit in some of those pains and pleasures. And so with that, Austin, fire off that first question for us, buddy.
1: All right. So the first question for everyone to think about, and for Hunter to kick off the podcast with, is: What was your biggest challenge of twenty twenty one? Yeah.
0: So so I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little bit of a macro answer, and then and then also a micro answer. Um, biggest challenge in general for me this year probably revolved around um, partners, and you know. For anybody who doesn't know, Partners, it's a board game that we've just brought over to the U.S. Um, to distribute here, to grow the popularity of, to introduce to the marketplace, and getting that, you know, from zero to where we are now. This this last year, there were some, you know, some big challenges with that, and there's always going to be big challenges with, you know, bringing something to market, something nobody knows about, and you know, putting enough, putting in a, a, enough excitement about, uh. Uh, an, sorry, enough excitement behind it to really drive it forward. and so there there's been you know there's been a lot that has gone into that process and obviously I've gotten a lot of support along the way, which that wouldn't be possible if I didn't have that support. So that's that's been one of the biggest challenges overall is really um, accelerating that movement. And then on a more micro level, what I've what I've been thinking a lot about about lately, and especially in the lead up to this episode is just balance. And, and time management being a really big challenge this past year. Uh, and I'm sure the same with you probably because, you know, there are a multitude of things going on at once between partners, obviously technique, football, and that's soccer for any of our American listeners. Uh, and uh, and then the go get a podcast. There's there there have been a lot of things the entire year and so, balancing all of those things and giving each of them the time and attention it deserves has been one of the bigger challenges for me this year as well. Those are great, Hunt. Those are great. What about you, buddy? So, my biggest
1: challenge of 2021 was my time living in New York. I bundled that all together. So, at the end of January in 2021, I moved out to New York, and I moved out to New York for a multitude of reasons, but it was really the first time in my life that I had lived on the East Coast, Uh, first time in my life that I was moving somewhere where my return date wasn't really set. I was kind of like thinking, you know, I might be out here for years, and a few of the big reasons why I made that move to New York was one, You know, it's always been this thing in the back of my head of thinking, man, there's so much opportunity when it comes to the nonfiction filmmaking world there in New York and an opportunity in general. Maybe that's where I could thrive amongst that opportunity. I also was working at the time for Insider's news and documentary team, which was based out there. I thought it'd be a really great experience to be able to work in person with people I was also chasing a girl that I had feelings for who lived on the East Coast. So there was a lot of things at play and it ended up just being a really big challenge because I think by probably month two, I was feeling like it wasn't the right fit for me. And... You know, there were many times, especially in those first couple months where, you know, I'm living in a studio apartment in what would be considered one of the prime neighborhoods, probably in the world, like the West Village in Manhattan. But then I'd also think, well, I'm just like sitting here during a quarantine while it's snowing outside, like eating dinner alone, you know, and having no access to the nature that I love or being close to family to spend time with. And so that was that was really a challenge. And I ended up staying in New York for six months. And I'd say that that was a time of of growth for me and becoming a lot more self-aware and understanding myself and what makes me happy even on a deeper level. Um And that's also, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to move to New York as well. That was one of the biggest reasons is because I knew it was going to be a big step out of my comfort zone. It's not something I had ever tried before. And I know that when you step out of that comfort zone and when you put yourself in these uncomfortable positions, when you give yourself a big challenge like this, you're going to learn about yourself. And so I don't regret it at all, but from an emotional standpoint, Um, from just a pure happiness standpoint, I think that there was a lot of challenges there in the six months that I lived in New York. Despite all the amazing times that I had with amazing people, it was a challenging time for sure.
0: Right on, man. And on the flip side of that, definitely helped gets that 2800 total without having to put miles in uphill you know what i saying? it's <laughs> true all straight yeah. running baby <laughs> I, it
1: is true if you look at my if you look at my running calendar actually some of my most consistent weeks of training were when i was living in new york and even though i put in the most amount of miles this year i actually did not do the most amount of climbing this year, uh, because a lot of those miles were on the streets of New York, which, uh, hardened my mind for sure. They're just doing reps up the Williamsburg bridge every single day. I'm sure they
0: harden your knees also. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, this is sort of, this is a little bit of a piggyback onto that last question, but what, what kept you from being at your best that you can fix moving forward? Hmm.
1: Yeah, this was an interesting one to think through. What kept me at my best? You know, kept you from being your best. Yeah, kept me from being at my best. Um, Yeah, it's it's a really interesting one because when I first hear that question, I think like, well, nothing, nothing stood in my way. Like if there's anything that kept me from being my best, it's something that like I put forth. It's something that um, I wasn't
0: doing, and I think the quote that came to that's mind a, to to me. I just want that, to that that's a growth mindset perspective, right there. By the way, in my opinion, when I hear that, when I hear that, that's something that you know right. someone who's of the growth mindset would say, right? To to, to accept that responsibility a little bit, Go totally. Ahead. So.
1: The quote that came to mind when I was thinking about this is one that I've heard in the context of ultra running that I, pl- I apply to life. And the quote is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And this has been a theme for me, I think the last couple of years is just wanting to mm. team up with more people and have more collaborators when it comes to all aspects of my life when it comes to relationships, when it comes to creating stories, I'd really love to have like, you know, a team of cinematographers and and producers and other directors who are like all kind of at my point in uh, the same kind of point in their careers who are hustling, who are wanting to build together and who are wanting to go to the next level together. Um, I want to find ultra runners and people who also have the same passions when it comes to being out in the wilderness, backpacking, taking on huge challenge, FKTs, ultras that I could be pacing and supporting on their goals and they're doing the same for me and we're going on training rush and pushing each other. And I think that it's it's a place that I have to continue to grow because I think my natural mode is to go fast alone, to be like, I'm going to just put my head down and grind and be on my own journey and I'll interact with people along the way who kind of pass me as I'm like on the trail. But I think that there's a lot more I can do to be looking out for those people who are on the same path as me and like be more active about bringing them into that journey. I think that I can grow a lot more that way. So that's that's something that I want to continue getting better at um moving into 2022 and I'm just going to plant the seed here real quick as as for one of our future questions I'm going to touch back on this when it comes to one of my biggest learnings of the year. It's going to come back up, but that's when I'll I'll leave it at that for now. Um right what about you, Hunt? What about uh what kept, what kept you from being at your best? in 2021
0: what kept me from being at my best this year when i really really reflect on that is is probably a lack of organization and productivity and now i'm really i think overall i was productive but if i'm being really really critical i think i think i can be even more so and where where I can see that happening, or where I can see me being better with that, is like I know that there are times throughout the day where I'm in the middle of something, but something pops up, and I'll give that my attention, right? Or I'll get a phone call from a friend, and I'll take that call while I'm doing something. Or you know, I want it to, I I want to check something from partners while I'm doing something for Techni, or I want to stay at the field and do extra while I you know. So all of these different overlaps that are going on, and what ends up happening is that you know each of these areas is taking a hit when i'm not carving out specific time to dedicate 100% productivity to the thing that i'm on task on and so the way that i intend to fix that moving forward and i started to do it a little bit and i need to i need to hold myself even more accountable to it is really chunking times out of the day. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll uh, put into play Jesse Itzler's thought of like the night before doing some doing some work for the next day. And I can see myself doing that for this part of it, which is like, you know, now having like the times of the day the next day and being like from this time to this time, deliberate focus on this thing and no distractions, unless they're complete emergencies. And I think I could really see my productivity go up there. And what's going to end up happening with that as well is that my relationships are going to improve in tandem with that. Because I think what what ends up happening, you know, when when I'm not super productive throughout the day and I'm, you know, these little random things pop up, obviously it comes towards the end of the night and it's like, okay, now I want to prep for the next day. I want to get ahead for the next day. I want to feel like, you know, feel that momentum growing. And then I'm taking time away from Kimmy, my girlfriend, or from my family or from friends that I should, you know, that, that I want to catch up with or from going and doing, uh, you know, activities or having experiences. And so I think really getting on top of that is going to be essential, um, is going to be essential for me. And that also reminds me of another challenge that I had actually. and, And it's tied to this, which is that, you know, this year, obviously playing in, in FC Edmonton we talked about this early on being two hours behind East coast time for the kind yeah. of work that I need to do with Techni and the, and the kind of people that I'm communicating with that presents a challenge, right? I'm training from, you know, I, anywhere from eight to 12. And it's like, you know, you can only make calls at certain times of the day to people. And yep. so that's, that's really where I needed to be and I need to continue to be even more on top of that, Scheduling and productivity and organization, so I can really optimize what I'm doing in the time that I can do it, and then mm. free myself up for the other uh, for the other aspects of my life that that deserve you know a hundred percent of myself as well. That's a great challenge for for the both of us
1: people who like to improvise and go with the flow and kind of be able to pick up any ball that comes our way. Oh, and, so it's a it's a great challenge.
0: That's right, because I love you know something pops up I'm like ooh. I want to I want to take that on right now, you know, and yeah. it's like for sure, yeah. man.
1: Having an understanding of when that's when that's helpful and when that's not. All right, well, that's going to lead us to our third question here. We got our third question coming in is what was your most significant learning or aha moment?
0: Yeah, so I, I we were thinking about this earlier on and I and I actually went back to our episodes to try and reflect on this question because this was a this was a, a difficult question for me to really get to the bottom of, and I think when I looked through those episodes, what stood out the most to me was the episode we did on curation is the key. The idea that now we have such information overload, and we have so much stuff coming at us, and and you know all of the allures of social media as well, and everything that's trying to grab our attention, sifting through all of that. Curating all of that has become so vitally important, and con- will continue to be so vitally important moving forward. That when we did that episode, and we really dug into that, and I talked to other people about, it, I was like, "Wow, this is this is really important. I need to continue to think about this because it is so easy to either get lost in misinformation, yep. research, you know, you know, go down a rabbit hole of maybe the wrong information or the wrong source, or even just." spend time in the abyss, just consuming things that aren't, you know, that, that, that are just a getaway and an escape and aren't really, you know, I think there's a time and a place for that. But if I really start to look into those numbers, it's probably, Mm. probably not a great thing. Right. Yep. Yep. And so I think continuing, continuing to recognize that and get better and better at curating the information that is coming into me from all these different angles Mm -hmm. i think that was a really uh that was a really important episode we did that was a big aha moment for me it was a big learning a big shift in my perspective as well um when i think about that over the past year all right what about yourself so i have a i have a
1: couple that i've written down which i'll go through quickly but when it comes to my most significant learning and aha moment, I think, I think the top one was once I moved back from New York. Suddenly, for the first time in the last three, four years, at least since I've been in California, um, post college, post you know coming back from Zambia, really. Suddenly, I wasn't thinking about living in New York because I had just done it and I realized it wasn't for me. It was not the right fit for for my personality and who I am. And so when I came back to California, I noticed that I just felt a lot more grounded here because I wasn't thinking like the grass is greener. I wasn't thinking about everything I was missing out there. I was just like, yeah, I'm like stoked and happy here. And that started to influence so many of the decisions I was making little decisions that I didn't even realize beforehand that I was doing differently before I'd gone to New York. So for example, like when I lived in Santa Rosa back in 2019, right? I wouldn't try like online dating. I wouldn't go on as many group runs. uh, I wouldn't be as like ambitious with you know, finding new clients here in the Bay Area to do video work with because I always had this little thing in my head that was saying, well, I'm going to move anyway. I'm going to, I'm going to go to New York. So why invest? Why invest in the people and places if I'm just going to leave? And so coming back from New York this time and, and feeling more present and grounded in where I am and the beauty of what, this place has the offer, I realize that I'm like investing more in the people and places than I ever have before. And so that's been a huge learning and just what that offers me in terms of personal fulfillment.
0: I love that. It's great.
1: A couple additional ones that I'll add on is just the con- how important consistency is in training. When I think back to the Castle Peak 100K, which was one of my biggest athletic accomplishments of the year, um, you know that was a high-altitude mountain race in mid-August, and I trained the first six months of the year for that race in the streets of Brooklyn. Not attributable to where I was going to be racing. But like the consistency over the last few years was just was a machine. Right. And so, and so, like at some point, it doesn't matter how specific your training is for the challenge that gets thrown at you, if you've been putting in the work every single day for such a long period of time. And I think I'm learning that and taking that away for everything that I do. You know, when it comes to storytelling work, I might get thrown a story or a challenge as a cinematographer that I might feel like, ooh, I don't really know, I haven't done exactly what this challenge is asking me to do, but. I can get confidence in the fact that I've been working every day at the craft. So, and to know that that's going to lend itself to success in that moment. Um, last big learning for me that I'll add is I had this uh, workshop on conservation and wildlife filmmaking in Grand Tetons in Wyoming this year. It brought, I can't remember the exact, uh, 16 people together. Uh, for about nine days in Wyoming. And one of my big learnings from that whole experience was just the range of people and range of friendships that can really turn into close bonds if they are made in the right context. Mm. If they are made in you know, in a place where people are out of their comfort zone, in a place where people kind of can come in and be them, their whole selves and not have to worry about, you know, the way they're being viewed or baggage that they're carrying into that moment. They can just show up and be themselves. If you can go through a challenging experience with others and fail together and succeed together and be close to nature, I was amazed by how after this short period of time i got so close to a number of people and so that was also something i took away like wow you can really create strong friendships in a short amount of time
0: yeah that's something i enjoy about every team that i play on each year because it that yeah what you're saying there reminds me of that right where you know you're put into this environment that really is uh you know an accelerator for building strong bonds with other individuals so i think that's yep. that's awesome yeah So what are you most proud of from 2021? Most proud of, you know,
1: again, I have to go back to this theme for me, which was this kind of New York, California split this year. One of the things I'm most proud of is just understanding myself and my own values enough to know that at six months that like I had given it a good shot and I was proud of that, but it wasn't the right fit. And one of the ways that I made that final decision was I remember going to the water this one day sitting along the East river and I took out this notebook and I wrote down my top five personal values. And then I wrote like California or New York. And I plotted how those personal values could be accentuated or would be inhibited by living in certain places. And, even with the allure and excitement and the opportunities that come with a place like Manhattan to feel solid enough in my values and knowing myself to know that like I can make that leap and, and return home. Um, that was, that was something I was proud of. I was really proud of this year, putting out my maternal health documentary with grace. You know, this is a story that I've been working on for a couple of years, really fought for, and it has like 300 views, you know, another video I put out this year has 6.5 million views, but I'm, I'm one of the most proud of the, with, with, with grace, with the maternal health documentary. Cause that's like a really special one that I put a lot of heart into and it was really turning point for me in my pursuit of becoming a documentarian. So that's to have that out to the world was a really big, uh, really big for me. And then I also gotta say I'm 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 proud of myself for putting myself out there in the dating game this year. Went on more first on, dates. On. I w- went on more first dates this year than I think I ever have, and that's been a, a a point of growth for me. And it's it's led to me meeting like a lot of cool people and having a lot of great experiences. So that that's another thing I'm proud of.
0: Right on, dude. What about yeah, you? So for yeah, for me, why don't I, I'm gonna start out with the go get it podcast yeah honestly i'm super proud of what we've been able to do here this is our seven 70th episode every single week for 70 weeks in a row and you know at times with the craziness of our lives and our schedules (laughs) it's not it's not always easy to uh to continue to sort of you know come up with creative things to talk about and and you know try to expand ourselves to be able to share things of value with people and help them along their paths and so I'm super proud that we've stuck to it, no matter what, no matter how many people are listening, or how many people aren't, or when things are going bad, or when things are going good. Um, we continue to uh, to get together and and try our you know try our best with with uh, with growing the Go Get It podcast and helping Amen. helping other people along their journey. So, that's one for me. Um, Another one would be in the soccer world. Another one is is this year I played predominantly as a center midfielder. First professional season that, you know, I've played the majority of my games at center midfield. It was very much a new position for me and so to learn that new position, to become comfortable in that role while still imposing myself as a leader and and you know, that whole process, it's not yeah. an easy process. Um and I was really, I was really proud of of the way that I handled that challenge, and and how I grew, even as you know, as an as an older player. Um, I think I experienced a ton of growth this year um, when it comes to expanding different parts of my game. Uh, the other, the other one would be obviously partners we had a great year this year with partners. So thank you to anybody listening who has been supporting on that journey, who has, you know, either purchased partners or told someone about it or have had fun with it, with their families. That has been just such an amazing experience. And, um, and it's really starting to build some momentum here. So I'm super excited about that and proud of all of the the work that has gone into that. And, um, and that it's reaping some rewards. And then probably if I can identify a singular moment, where i've been most proud it was actually when i received the email and pictures from the modi family um Mm. about the green giants and the stanford soccer team so just as a as a bit of background for everybody while austin and i were playing at stanford university soccer at stanford university um i ended up starting this relationship with a local um soccer team called the green giants um that's a soccer team comprised of individuals that, that have some, some disabilities that they're dealing with. And, uh, we just put on like an awesome event where the Stanford soccer players ended up, uh, spending some time with this team and just having a bunch of fun with them and providing them with a really unique and cool experience. And that was back in, I don't know, Austin, what was it? 2010 when we started that, probably my sophomore year at college. And, even after I've left, I received an email with pictures the other day from the Modi family of this year's um, event between the Greed Giants and the Stanford soccer team. Obviously, last year they weren't able to do it. And I was, you know, I didn't know whether it would continue or not. But to see that legacy continue and to see that, you know, and you were heavily involved with that as well as we got going. So to see that continue to live on and and, you know those guys are continuing to make an impact on the Green Giants and like and you know, in turn the Green Giants are con- continuing to make an impact on those young college students. That's I'm um, I was super proud of that and uh and it really sticks out for me and it puts a smile on my face just like it is now. So um thank That's you great. to to you. Thank you to Jeremy Gunn, the head coach at Stanford Soccer. Thanks to all those guys that continue to contribute to that. And then obviously thank you to the Modi family for for keeping that going as well.
1: That's a great one.
0: Last last question I want to touch on just because I already have my answer loaded. This one you don't. I didn't say anything to you, but uh, this is Kimmy. Kimmy posed this question. Um, What's something new that you did in 2021? Man, and maybe to give you 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 a second here, I'll give you my answer. Okay. Something new that I did in 2021 was play pickleball. Nice. So much fun. Amazing game. Uh, I'm playing almost every day now. Do you guys have like a, just, you
1: got a pickleball specific court near you or are you playing on like the small squares on a tennis court?
0: Uh, in Florida we have yeah. like an amazing, amazing courts right next to us. And then actually, um, here in New Jersey, there are a couple courts as well. And then weekly, my dad goes with some of his friends and they play in an indoor place. So like, wow, it's, it's gaining popularity a lot. I think, um, at least in the circles that I'm in and it's been an, it's been so cool and and I'm definitely going to continue to do that. It's great. Oh, wow, that's amazing.
1: I can't wait to to square off. We had a we had a 7th grade PE unit on pickleball, so I'm going to be leaning on that experience when I take you on. You're going to need it, pal. <laughs> yeah. All right, for my man, there were a lot of firsts this year. A lot of firsts this year. But I think um couple a couple fun ones stand out from recent months uh one was pacing at my first ultra uh that was a really great experience pacing Casey we did a recent episode about that and the how cool it is to to just make your entire weekend about supporting someone else's goals oh yeah um, and then i also had a cool first experience this year of like joining an improv troupe that i didn't know really anyone in it beforehand a troop that reached out to me seeing if I'd be interested in playing in some Christmas shows and just jumping into that because I wanted some more improv performance in my life and typically I've only been in groups really where I know a lot of the people and so just jumping into a new improv
0: group that was a real cool experience as well love it well with that everybody we're gonna put in the show notes, the questions that we pose to each other today. Remember the go-get-a challenge for this week is to just give some deliberate thought to these questions for yourselves um, before we start to pivot and head into the new year, where we try to make some lasting changes. And let me just add, you know, get a friend,
1: get a family member, and do kind of like what Hunter and I did right here. Like share. It's fun to share with somebody else because oftentimes a lesson that they learned or something that they're proud of will get you reflecting on your own year and in a more profound way so i think it's a great time to be able to share that with others especially as so many of us are getting together with family and friends during the holidays
0: love that remember go get it go get it folks